Hi, I'm Alma, and this is Pastor Jeff, and we're here with the Weekend Extra. We're going into this series this week um, that's continued on, and this week is about incarnation and who is Jesus. Right, so the doctrine of the incarnation, it's called. So it's the idea that Jesus is 100% God, 100% man. He did not set aside his divinity when he was on earth. Um, so he wasn't a special man while he was like on the planet kind of a thing. He was fully God, fully man. Right. So one of the questions that came up um, tonight while you were talking was, it was a really good series and a good topic, um, but what happened 100 to 150 years ago that made us vulnerable to the deception? Yeah, so the, it's interesting. What, what we're talking about is some of these falsehoods or false teachings, some of them are old and some of them are new, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, I would say this, 100, 150 years ago is not when this false teaching first came out. This is where like the Apostle John actually addresses it in John chapter 2. So it's all the way back into the Scripture. But even, even at the time that the Scripture was first being given, there were deceivers, he says, and antichrists that were teaching that Jesus didn't come in the flesh, that he was um, he was just a man, he wasn't actually God, that he didn't, re- we call it the bodily resurrection, he didn't physically raise again from the dead, just the spirit or the concept of Jesus did. And that's where John was like, watch out, these guys are deceivers, none of this is true. Mm-hmm. And so that doctrine of the incarnation has kind of been challenged and questioned from the get-go, because it's a way to make Jesus less than who, who he really is. So if you're opposed to Jesus, if you can strip away his godness, his deity, mm-hmm. uh, then you can strip away his authority, right? So what I was talking about like 100, 150 years ago, um, these are kind of the, the dominant presentations of that false doctrine playing out today. So 100, 150 years ago would have been like Mormonism was started. So Joseph Smith would have said that he went into a field, looked into a hat, got a revelation from God, and he would have added to the scriptures. And one of the things we talked about in service was that Mormon doctrine would teach that there are three gods, not one God and three persons. So they don't believe in the Trinity. And that Jesus is a is a literal or a physical son of God. He was born right? Mm -hmm. And so we would say, no, he's always existed. He is God. He's part of the Godhead. So Mormonism caught, took hold, and then they have been very uh, aggressive in their spreading of their faith. So it's a global thing now. And many people would look and say, well, Mormons are Christians just like Christians are. And we would say, no, they're not. They, They don't believe that Jesus is who he is, and that's the core of who we are. So that's part of it. About a hundred-ish years ago, what we would call the Word of Faith movement or the Prosperity Gospel movement took hold, started in a revival in California, and we would call that um, the Prosperity Gospel movement, where Jesus's kind of job is to make you healthy, wealthy, and happy. And in that movement, there's something called the Word of Faith movement, what they believe is that Jesus set aside his deity, and he was simply filled with the Holy Spirit. So he was a man in right relationship with God, kind of fully filled with the Holy Spirit. So he was just like you and me as Christ followers. We're people filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And we would say, no, that's not right. Like Jesus never set aside his deity. He didn't, he didn't put aside his deity and take on his humanity. He, he, he's a hundred percent God, hundred percent man. And he, when he emptied himself, what he was doing was humbling himself. He was laying aside his rights so that, so that we could know him and he could be with us. So those things have taken hold, right? And those, those outpourings, that's just two examples. There's more, but those outpourings kind of, it, they tickle the ear a little bit. Like if I can, if I can be like Jesus and I can speak things into existence and I can have the exact same power he had, then that's pretty appealing. It elevates me, even though it demotes him. And if I want to have a, a false teaching uh, make sense. I got to displace Jesus, which is what Mormonism does, and so it's it's a way for me to do that. So, those are kind of like dominant, predominant examples of how that false doctrine would kind of play out today. And they're about 150, 100, 150 years old, kind of what we would recognize. Mm-hmm. But the falsehood is all the way back to Second John, <laughs> you right, know, right. and so it's 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 really nothing new. It's just presented in a new way that we would bump into and recognize today. Okay, what would be or how would you suggest us to avoid that? What are some some things that we can do or look for or? Yeah, so I think I think any any teaching that elevates humanity. Is a, is a bit of a yellow flag for me. Okay. So being the best version of myself, um, uh, believing that God will make my destiny happen, um, I have the exact same authority as God does, and by that I mean I can do signs and wonders, kind of especially publicly, like come watch me heal a person or watch a video of me healing person. Those would be red. Those would be yellow flags for me. Probably red flags for me, because Christ is to be the center point of it all, right? So I don't elevate myself. I die to myself. I slip into the shadow of Jesus. It's Jesus who's made famous, not Jeff or any given Christ follower. Um, the authority I have is is. I have authority from Christ, but it's to make him famous, to promote, to build the kingdom, to proclaim the gospel. It's not an authority that draws attention to myself, where I would say, look at this power I have, now watch me. I would say, listen to this word of God that I'm proclaiming, watch Christ, look to Christ. So anything that kind of celebrates the man, celebrates the, the method more than our Savior is where we have to be careful. And it, God speaks through men and women. God uses methods, right? It's, it's not that everything should be thrown out. It's at the end, am I proclaiming the wonder of Christ or am I looking and saying, that guy seems like he's got some kind of special superpower that I don't have. I should be like that guy, right? And I would be like, eh. Whenever you're running into something like that, um, we need to remember our place before God, and we need to push all that back into what Paul would call sound doctrine. I'm going to push that back into what the Scripture says to healthy Christian orthodoxy. What does the church always believe? The church has never believed that. Right? That's like a new thing. And then I would ask, who's getting the credit? Are you walking away, blown away by Christ or blown away by Jeff or whoever, Right. right? And so I, I would kind of guard against it in those 
ways, I think. Well, those are some great take back points for everybody to kind of. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about and digest. Yeah, it's a lot to digest (laughs) this week and understand who Jesus really is and that he is fully God and fully man. There you go. And thanks for listening. And again, this is Pastor Jeff and Alma with the Weekend Extra.